You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. We're recording at about 6.30 on Sunday night, a couple hours after the Vikings put the finishing touches on a 27-22 win over the Jets. If you like what you're hearing, give us a follow on Inside Purple and Gold. We're anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, If you're following us, Anytime we drop one of these episodes, it'll go right to your phone. You won't have to look, you know, anywhere. It'll just pop up, download, um, and you can give us a listen. Tom, we talked about the defense. We talked about the first half compared to the second half. But the offense, while they weren't impressive, while there wasn't a lot, of, there weren't a lot of people that stood out on offense today. Uh, they still, when they absolutely needed a drive, um, when when the Jets were kind of closing in, uh, were able to put together a drive culminating in a 10-yard touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson. Uh, Kirk Cousins kind of on the day, up and down, shaky, not as accurate. Um, looked like his timing was off, looked a little bit uncomfortable with you know, the, the pressure collapsing around him and, and trying to gain this, this timing with, with a physical group of corners playing on the other end for the Jets. Um, but he, he did what he's kind of done all year, right? Like mm-hmm. Even in the games he hasn't been great, He's kind of had a signature drive or a game, a drive that you can point to as like, well, if that doesn't happen, the Vikings don't win the game. Um, he did that again with the Vikings at that point, leading 20 to 15 touchdown makes it 27, 15. Obviously they win 27, 22. So well, what did you make of Kirk Cousins day as a whole? Yeah. Um, it's, it's his pattern seemed to be like, he would struggle early. Like you think of that Buffalo game um, or even the Pats game and then kind of recover quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, this I don't I like I hesitate to compare it to like the Cowboys game last year because that was such like such an atrocious game but also so different like kind of shows you how different right the two years right. are but right. um because Cooper Rush beat him you know really last second because <laughs> they let him back in the game or whatever let him hang around but um I think you know in that game I remember he said oh, I'm under all this pressure and I was like I think if he actually looked at the film he'd be like he was under less pressure than he thinks. The problem is I don't think quarterbacks really look at pressure so much as they feel it, right? Some of it comes from behind them. They're supposed to be downfield. I mean, you think of like that touchdown throw to Justin Jefferson. He said he went through four different reads. Typically, by the time you're on your fourth read, you're on you're your on butt, the right? <laughs> so yeah. like, so, uh, so it held up, I guess, in that sense. But like, I think um, 
this felt more like kind of like an old Kirk game that he, he had to be feeling something, right? We, we know he's accurate. We know he can throw the ball down the field. Um, there's just throws that he missed that he wasn't really missing all year. Mm -hmm. I, this is an alarmist. I think he did kind of put a cap on it with this drive you're describing where um, meticulously moves the ball down the field. I think he's just better able to, instead instead of like carrying his whole burden that he always had, I mean, I guess he'll probably get $80 million and call that a burden, but, you know, this burden, contract burden of like, the team was good in 17 and they're supposed to take the next step with him. It seems mm -hmm. like he had better been able to compartmentalize, right? That he's, he's had, he can have a rough game and still deliver in the biggest moment. And I think there's only so much more like quarterback can do at their age to convince you that they're a little bit different. One of them is that he situationally has been solid this year. And I actually think it's incredibly impressive that he was, that bad i mean i think 173 yards passing right mm -hmm. um and still didn't let that kind of creep into his head as he's moving the ball down the field that he delivered when it matters most and ultimately he goes home and says look we, we won the game yeah i think they had 12 yards in the third quarter or something 12 yards of total <laughs> offense in the third quarter so for him to be able to like you said take that not let that weigh him down not let that tilt him and be able to kind of march down the field very methodically like Mm -hmm. At no point in that drive was it did they even face a third down. They, never mind. They faced a third down at the goal line when on third and six from the 10 yard line, Kirk Cousins threw that perfect ball to Justin Jefferson. You mentioned obviously that was his fourth read on the play. So the, so the, the offensive line held up, did their job. Kirk Cousins goes through his progression. Justin Jefferson wins at the top of his route and Kirk Cousins puts a perfect ball on him. Um, the, the, pre-snap motion to get Justin Jefferson from the left side of the formation to the right side of the formation. And while doing that away from sauce Gardner, obviously proved to be huge. I have no idea how, how in that situation, Justin Jefferson, regardless of motion can, can, can be singled up. Like if you're the jets, like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. it just seems inexplicable that in that situation, DJ Reed, good cornerback, but you should bracket Justin Jefferson. You should be following him. You should have, there's not not really help over the top in the end zone, but but there is you know put two guys on him, make make one make the throw hard, make it you know have to go over one guy and in between the other. It was basically Justin Jefferson versus DJ Reed. Justin Jefferson won, and and to Kirk Cousins' credit, he put a perfect ball on him in the corner. I, it's worth pointing out. So like after you said twenty yards or something in the third quarter, I mean it was, it was atrocious. Um, they had four straight first downs, I think, yeah. to kick off that. And it's one of those where you're like, what? You know, like, how is that possible? How how in one quarter are you, the, you know, like this and one quarter, whatever. And again, that's actually probably good coaching in some case, like play calling. It's also going to Kirk kind of lock in. Um, but in terms of how you're treating Jefferson, they have a weird defense, right? Where like everyone's talking about this sauce Gardner mashup against Justin Jefferson. I get why Gardner is a good player and it's, it would have been interesting, but like, they could have completely avoided him, right? I mean, they, yeah. they don't have him shadow. They believe in DJ Reed. I, I kind of wonder if Reed was also kind of banged up. Like he looked like he got crunched on a play. He was down for a while, came back in. And Jefferson ran a very funny route. You know, he's so fluid, but it was it was it, like if you look at the speed, he kind of runs right at him, slows down, makes one head fake, and then just darted towards the corner. And so I, again, I think it's both 
it's the best of Cousins and Jefferson in the sense that like Cousins goes through his reads methodically, processes well. Now he says he thought he could throw it to Osborne, but I feel like you always throw it to Jefferson if you know what I mean in, in that situation. Um, and then trusted Justin Jefferson to make that move, right? Because he really didn't have Reed beat until he kind of made this little head fake and target. Right. So I just I think again, it's very funny that in a game where so much went wrong, where they let the Jets back in, where they were terrible in the third quarter, where Cousins really was inaccurate most of the day, and while he was under pressure, he didn't have pressure, he went through all his reads, and he throws a perfect pass to a guy who ran a great route. And it, I guess that's football, right? You know, it's hard yeah. to explain, but it is really funny that that happened in the same game that everything else happened in this Jets game. Yeah, all of these things that aren't working in unison in mm-hmm. one play and yeah. one snapshot are working in unison, and that literally proves to be the difference in the game. Yeah, that's yeah. football. It's weird. But Kirk Cousins, like, as a whole, one of his worst games of the year, but like mm-hmm. you said – steps up when he needs to the play everything comes together uh, he did have a sequence earlier in the game too that i kind of want to like put a bow on this game together because like wh- why not let why not bounce all over the place the game made no sense so the podcast shouldn't be linear either <laughs> like the game winning drive obviously preceded the the interception by cam Bynum with 10 seconds left but back in the first half kirk cousins scrambled for I think it was on third down scrambles. It was scrambles for 11 yards dives forward. After the game, he was asked about it. Like didn't know where the line was. Yeah. He knew if he started his slide too early, like they wouldn't get the first down. So it's third and nine. Kirk realizes like we need this first down to keep the the, the drive alive. So he he dives and just gets crowned by CJ Mosley. Yeah. On the very next play, hangs in the pocket and just gets absolutely destroyed while unleashing a, a, a deep ball to Jalen Rieger down the field. Yeah. On back-to-back plays, your franchise quarterback taking vicious shots. Like if you're Kevin O'Connell, I don't think you like to see that, um, but it kind of does speak to Kirk Cousins and the toughness that he has. Like As much as people have criticized him throughout his Vikings tenure, he's been durable as hell minus the missing the COVID game. Uh, it's impressive yeah. and it actually doesn't totally make sense. Cause he's not like this physical specimen of a man where it's like yeah. Josh Allen, six, five yeah. to thirty, where like, yeah, he can take that punishment. You see Kirk cousins at the grocery store. Like she he doesn't like look, yeah, yeah, he looks like a regular dude and he's can take taking punishment week after week. Credit to him for, for the toughness he shows and, and the durability he's shown throughout his career. I guess one thing we learned, I was thinking about this cause that little kid with the chains was here today. Um, <laughs> We did learn that Kirk's ripped when, uh, <laughs> he was, when he was shirtless with the chains, with other players' chains, I guess. But um, I think he's – and it, the weird thing is he's actually, for a guy who needs to throw on base and doesn't scramble very well, although it's been slightly better this year, um, he actually runs fast in like a straight line. But yeah. um, but regardless, your point stands. Like like in that Washington game where they were just mauling him, I was like, well, this is going to break Kirk Cousins, right? And I know how durable he is. I know he gets – but like this year more than anything – Sometimes I go like, well, quarterbacks are durable and they play into their 30s because they're protected by the league's rules, right? Right, Like Justin Jefferson, and knock on wood here because I never want to see a player get hurt, but Justin Jefferson gets crunched and like just bounces back, right? But you're like, the receiver's not that protected. They throws over the middle, they get hit pretty hard. We know what happens to running backs and obviously like linebackers and guys in the trenches and whatnot. But 
this is beyond just Cousins is protected by the rules. You know, he's talked about like it's his faith. He believes that, you know, he's protected kind of by a higher, higher power in his comments after this game. But also he talks, he has a body specialist, essentially. Someone who like their job, and these guys always talk about how they're like in a car accident, right? They ha- they take the impact of a person in a car accident repeatedly, knowing that they're going to just do that again in a week or in some cases four days, right? Yeah. Um, so he has a specialist he's working with. But it did seem like he was actually pretty good at avoiding these. And to his credit this year, gets crunched in Washington and wins, bounces back from a game that he got like brutalized against Dallas. And then four days later, stood in the pocket against a really good rush with the Pats, right? Mm -hmm. And then against the Jets here, like you're right, like he – it's a borderline illegal hit. I know like the, the linebackers always say like, look, the guy sometimes looks like he's sliding. He's not, I got to lay a hit on him. But like mm-hmm. he takes this big hit because he doesn't know exactly where the first down is and knows he needs to get the yardage. And he has said, he said earlier in the year, he wants to scramble more. He has done that. Um, and then you're right. Like he's just buying an extra second of time because there's just no perfect fit fix for what they have. They're missing Derrissaw. Teams know you should pressure him because that's the way you, you attack Cousins to take the ball out of Jefferson's hands, basically. Right. Um but yeah, I was impressed in that, in kind of these sequence of games, like the the Washington and even the Dallas, which was bad, but like from Kirk's standpoint, took a punishment, then goes beats the pass. And then here, like, yeah, this is just, it's beyond him being protected by league rules. He certainly benefits from having a specialist or whatever, but he is also, it's just a different mentality, right? That, that was kind of the criticism of Cousins was that he wasn't willing to put his body on the line, that he kind of cashes a paycheck and he needs to be perfect conditions and all this stuff. He is debunking that narrative, and I thought it was interesting that Brian O'Neill, the superstar player, the line, you know, offensive lineman, gushed about Kirk Cousins. You know, he was like, yeah. Kirk, "Kirk stands in there, takes hits. He's the man. He's the man." Like that, something has changed in Cousins, and it's affecting the players around him. And I think we shouldn't overlook this. It is really, it's got to be so painful to to take a hit like that and try to deliver a pass down the field. For sure, and, yeah. and that's, I guess, that's a perfect way to wrap it, right? Like. Something has changed in Kirk Cousins, and because of that, uh, sure, some of these wins have been fortunate. Has luck? Some luck has been involved, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But something has changed in Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings are ten and two because of it. Like this is a different quarterback as far as the leadership qualities, the clutch mentality down the stretch. Um, Kirk Cousins has always been able to throw the football. He's always been accurate. Um, he's always been able to kind of hang in. Um, but he stepped up. Something has changed this year. I think it's has something to do with the empowerment from from Kevin O'Connell, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. kind of the license to make mistakes. Um, but the Vikings are ten and two. They're heading into next week against Detroit with a with a chance to kind of clinch the division. Um, and, and you know we'll we'll talk more about you know we'll reflect a little bit more on this game on Tuesday and kind of push ahead to the Lions game on you know on Thursday. Um, but next week the Vikings will have a chance to clinch the division in Detroit. Um, and, I, and I'm excited to kind of see what, how, how they're able to kind of handle that. I don't know if pressure is the right word because they're going to win the North, but the ability that there's a moment to seize, are the mm-hmm. Vikings going to be able to seize it? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see, I guess, coming up um, seven days from now. Um, but that's all I got, Tom. Anything you want to add before we, we end this thing? No, somehow a team that keeps doing the same thing over and over again, <laughs> it's exciting because what they do is win by one one score in every game. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much will change by the end of the season. Obviously, we'll track it, but I think 
as much as this is the weirdest team I think I've ever seen, and I thought I saw that last year, um, <laughs> they're incredibly fun. They keep it interesting. A pick at the end by Bynum, you had to feel good about that and put together a drive at the end. So who knows? I don't know how to fully explain all this stuff, but it has been entertaining this season long. Yeah, not, not, none of us really know how to fully explain it, but they are 10-2. and two. Um, They're going to be a playoff team. And mo- most importantly, like Tom said, they're fun. So we'll be back Tuesday to break it down some more. Um, for Tom Schreier, I'm Dave Mizutani. That's all we got today on Sunday night. Have a good week. We'll check in Tuesday. We're out.